You are listening to God the MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, Episode 032. Welcome to the Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. Hello, Katie Butler here. Welcome to God the MBA podcast. If you are listening to this episode as it's released, it's February 20th, 2017. Before we get into today's main content, I'd like to take a moment and share something with you. We started this podcast in last August, and I have worked with a fantastic team my dear editor, Emma Victoria, and assistant, Andrea. We are like a female version of Three Musketeers. Week in and week out, we operate through 20 plus steps of process and get the episode up for you, our beloved listeners. And I have felt so honored to interview over 30 experts and influencers in the marketing field to serve you. Now, as an entrepreneur and business owner, I take inventory regularly to see what works and what doesn't. Not just in the financial ROI sense, but overall the effects of impacts as well. And as I have been under weather for last three, four weeks, you know, the only good thing about when you are sick, it's you got more time to pray and think. So this is what I have gathered so far. We are taking a break for the month of March and really think and pray through for the podcast. It's very highly possible we come back, but maybe with a more focused, narrowed niche, not just marketing overall. So this is what we will do. We will still upload one more episode for the month of February for the next week. Then we will take a break for the month of March. If you want to be updated for our new development, please email us at podcast at kellybarler.com. Again, it's podcast at kellybarler.com. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, well, now is the time to tell us. Please do leave your review in iTunes by going to kellybother.com forward slash review. So it's simple, kellybother.com forward slash review. It helps for more people to find this podcast. And my team and I will really appreciate it. Today, our guest is Heather Human founder of Sweet Tea Social Marketing in Columbia, South Carolina, USA. 
She travels the country as a national speaker, consultant, and social media trainer, helping churches, chambers, and locally based businesses learn effective ways to leverage the power of social media. She has had a privilege of working with clients such as Chifale, Chambers of Commerce, business owners from Alaska all the way to Virginia, and participated in more than a dozen speaking events over the past 12 months. In this episode, we checked specifically about how churches can better utilize social media platforms, the right and the wrong ways to do it, and so much more. Now, let's check with Heather. Hello, Heather. So happy that you're here with us today. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so glad to be here. Well, we get to the good stuff soon. I think I need to hold it. Heather, so can you share with us that, you know, where you're from and your journey a little bit and how did you become this expert, social media expert for churches and chamber of commerce? Sure. Well, the journey, I'm actually from South Carolina. And in 2002, when my husband and I got married, um, he ended up joining the U.S. Army a year later. So we took a seven, ten-year journey um, traveling the world with his military career and called places like Germany and Texas and Tennessee home. Um, And then my husband, when he got out of the military, I ended up going to graduate school. And it was during that process when I was getting my um, master's in management and leadership that I just really felt that I was being called to be a business owner, but it wasn't going to be a good fit for me to actually go and work for someone else because it was such a priority to be able to be home with my kids. And I had always been a connector. I mean, when social media came out before it was called social media, I was on online message forums with my kids and traveling to Holland when we lived in Germany and meeting families that we had met via the internet. So every city that we had moved, I would always start these online communities. At the time, it was through Yahoo groups, actually. And I would create these communities for women to connect and almost have like play groups, directions on how to get to the pool. But I was always using that tool of the internet to just bring people together. And then if you fast forward to um, when I was in graduate school, I ended up creating a company. My first company was an online resource for families to find everything that there was fun to do in a community that was all family friendly. So I started diving into really using Facebook at the time to grow that business from nothing to a business that still exists today, five years later. And I used Facebook and content marketing to grow it and I monetized it by advertisers. And during that journey, I ended up taking on a position working with the local chamber of commerce. And the Chamber of Commerce really just had business owner after business owner that just said, I'm so perplexed on this social media thing. How do we use this to leverage it for our companies? So I then started helping those businesses and just on the side, which is always excited to share with them tips on how I use Facebook and Twitter and social media to really build relationships with people. And it was really just about 
a community. Well, then fast forward 2014, my husband um, ended up getting a transfer back to my hometown in South Carolina. So we've been here, and in 2014, I launched Sweet Tea Social Marketing, and that's where I just really felt led to take everything I had used on like a smaller scale in this community of around 30,000 people. And I said, I've got skills and assets that I've used myself in helping these businesses in the Chamber of Commerce. And um, I think I can help businesses no matter where they live. So I ended up really having a passion to want to work with churches and Christian business owners and locally based businesses that were really trying to attract people in a specific geographic location. Because honestly, that's where a lot of my experience had been in a, in a local market. And, you know, back before that, you know, in this little story, I went to school for undergraduate um, to be a teacher. So I was a special education teacher. So by nature, I love connecting with people. I love teaching. And then I ended up getting a job in web design in 2000 and really just maintained that as a hobby. But little did I know that God would just weave it all together to really just create a, a story on how I could take my love of teaching, take my love of community and the internet and small local businesses and my passion for church and combine it all to really just be a business opportunity. So that's kind of like the shortest version I can share, <laughs> but it's a pretty neat story. Yeah, it's a, that's fantastic. You know, I'm just so excited to talk to you about social media. I mean, we have many experts and influencers coming to the show for the social media in different areas. But particularly, I'm so excited today because uh, for churches especially. Well, because I was a part of the founding member of a local church in, in Vegas years back. And I knew that sometimes when it comes to the marketing, especially online marketing, and, you know, we, when I say we mean churches, uh, a part of body of Christ, somehow we are a little bit behind in a sense. And so that's why I'm very excited to talk to you today. It's just like, can you share with us that when it comes to social media and what does actually that mean for churches? Because a lot of uh, churches, pastors or, or leadership team, they may be thinking, well, that's just for business. Do we really have to be in the Facebook, in the Twitter, in Instagram, and those things. So would you mind uh, sharing with us? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I first want to say there are a lot of churches doing social media extremely well and doing fantastic things all across the, the world, honestly. But in general, I know there's so much more opportunity for more churches to really come alongside. And really, to me, it's almost just like a foundational change in marketing in general. And so as a lot of churches maybe get younger pastors, or maybe there's an older pastor that just even the concept or the idea of social media marketing just really feels like, oh, we're just not really interested in that, or it's just for young people to really see the shift in marketing and seeing that social media marketing is here to stay. The platforms may change. There's always going to be something new. new. I know you know that, Kelly, but 
when churches come alongside from the top to the bottom, and that's really one of my key things, I don't really think that it's good enough to say we've got this, quote, marketing director, and we've just kind of passed along to them like a, a magic wand of saying you're over social, and there's one person in the church building that like really values it. I really feel for social media and for churches to really make the impact that they really want for eternal consequences, which is ultimately to just bring people, to draw them to Christ, and to strengthen people's relationships with Jesus, is that it really needs to be a leadership position where the pastor at the church is on board and really values that social media is just one more avenue to really be invested, be committed, even when it comes to your budget, and saying, we want to come here and actually realize that social media takes time, it takes consistency, and it takes showing up to really invest in that form of marketing to be able to get the results back. So, I mean, that's like the number one thing I'd say is that the church leadership really has to not just put it off to one person and not really have a clue, but it really has to be something that the church leadership all comes on board to value that social media marketing is such a great way to reach new people in the community, unchurched people in the community, and new people who may not know all of the great things that their church has going on. Yeah, well, in the Bible, you know, obviously we knew that Jesus went to where the sinners gathered, right? Now, I, I don't want to say that sinners, but, you know, Social media is obviously the platform is where a lot of people we gather, right? We it doesn't matter we are Christian or not. Obviously, you know that's where people hang out. And I think if church leaders is not on board, like you say, you know, we basically kind of missing out, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. It's one of those things that I think that yes, there are some churches where if the pastor and the leadership is not super involved. If they've got like someone who's really great, who's really doing a good job on social media, can they still have positive things come out of it? Absolutely. But to really, really maximize the full value of social, when you get your leadership team on board and you have some solid plans and some solid goals of what you're trying to do, really great things can happen. So, Heather, since we're in that subject, you talk about solid goal, and and then uh, we actually already kind of touch on the mindset. So, what kind of common mistakes you see when it comes to the social media for churches? Sure. Well, one main mistake I'd say is that a lot of churches don't know where to be on social media, so they actually make a common mistake of saying. Oh, Pinterest is really cool. Instagram is great. Snapchat's great. Facebook's great. Let's go from nothing and be on five platforms. And they just take it all on. And literally someone logs in, sets up an account overnight. And then they ultimately just are very inconsistent. So the first main thing is knowing where to be on social media. And one of the biggest tips I give, whether it's a church, if it's a chamber, or even if it's a huge company, is to say the reason and how you decide where to go first on social media is to identify who your target primary audience is. And as a church, that sometimes is very difficult because they say, well, we want everyone to know about Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's welcome. And absolutely, that is true. But there are some churches that may say, hey, 
we realize that we have one child in our nursery. And that's because the average age of our congregation is the age of 79. Well, they may be trying to say, we need to get some younger people. We need to get some people with children under the age of 18 in their home. Or maybe there's churches that say, we're really trying to grow our singles ministry. Where can we go on social media that those singles already are? So that's the main thing to overcome that barrier is the tip is saying, when you identify a main targeted group of people that you're trying to reach, ask yourself where those people already are on social media and have that be one of the main platforms that you go to first. It's the best thing I can say is pick one platform and do it really well and really do great things and then slowly add a platform or maybe another. And again, this is coming from the mindset that this is a church that's putting some budget and some marketing dollars behind it. Because even if you're doing this in-house and you can have success doing that, this takes time. And to do social media really well, it's going to take more than one person spending an hour a week in their 40-hour work week to quote where I present your church in a really authentic way and to build community and relationships on social media. Mm. So when you come to, because you mentioned we need to, okay, so first of all, we need to know where we should be, right? That's yeah, a, that's yeah. choose a platform that the platforms is not what we like, but where the audience, our desired audience, uh, where they, you know, gather. And so we go there, exactly. right? So second thing is when it comes to a goal, what do you mean to say goal before we go to social media? Okay, so some businesses or churches or, or chamber of commerces, when they say, quote, we're doing social media, in their mind, that is we're posting three to seven times a week on Facebook, check. But I ask the goal is what are you trying to use social media to accomplish? And when you identify what you're trying to accomplish, you then create a social media strategy to help you do that. So for example, let's say a church wants to get people actually showing up for church on a Sunday morning, but they actually want an increase in attendance on Sunday. They want new, more first timers to their church, more people that have been and stayed for, you know, second Sunday, third Sunday. So then you say to yourself, well, that's our goal. So on social media, maybe we need to have a strategy of saying, hey, what is the pastor's sermon series? Maybe we could use some video and get a 60-second snippet of the pastor just doing a quick 60-second video of what his upcoming sermon series is going to be about. And then an awesome call to action of saying, we're really excited to have you join us, you know, Sunday at 10 a.m. Click the link below if you're unsure of where we're located. We'd love to see you. And so making sure that you're putting on social media the content that would attract somebody to say, hey, that pastor is going to be talking about like marriage and what does a great marriage mean in 2016 for, you know, a strong foundation or maybe they're trying to get people to come and enroll in a ministry that they have at their church for single women. Well, maybe they need to start having some blog content on their church blog that addresses specific tips or, or pointers or inspiration in scripture for that single mom that's just struggling to get all of these things done, plus make sure all of her needs are met for her kids. Or maybe they have a mom's running out program and they're trying to get... So again, once you identify what you're trying to do, then you create 
great content via visuals, via links back to your website. Again, and you're using social to grow that relationship. So in another words, it's, you know, set the end goal first, you know, what, what your desired outcome is, and then we reverse engineering back to based on that to create those content and utilize the social media platform which you decide to distribute those. Right? And I Absolutely. think I think I, I can relate. I think not only churches, a lot of small business owners really that's what I do. Exactly. Okay, we're gonna put some couple of quotes and put some of the photos and they, they, they check the mark and say, we done it for this week. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's good. So, okay, so now we figure out where they are and then we reverse engineering back to give them the uh, relevant content, right? And what do you think that after that, what can they do? Maybe follow up as well, right? Sure. Yeah. So two big things come to mind. One, I see a lot of churches, if you go to their page, they're quote consistent, but let's say they do have an upcoming event. And if you scroll back 10, 15 posts, sometimes it's that same event and the same flyer posted seven times and there's nothing else. And honestly, it's not any different than the person that is online trying to sell their essential body oils or their cookware, and it's buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. And it's the church sometimes does the same thing, where it's come to our event, come to our event, come to our event. I mean, as a church, we can use scripture to inspire people and have some diverse posting strategies. So one main tip is to say, who you're trying to attract, do they see themselves in your church on your social media feed? So if you're trying to attract teens, if a teen comes to your Instagram page, are they just going to see, you know, pictures of childcare or the senior citizens banquet? Or are they going to see a photo of teens maybe having fun at a volleyball event, you know, on a Friday night and they made s'mores afterwards? Are there going to be visual things that the people you're trying to attract can relate to? And so that sometimes can be so easily solved with a great camera, with a great eye, and really bringing your story of your church to social media through great video, great visuals, and good content. That's one thing that sticks out in my mind. And another main thing is, you know, regardless of the platform, I will see churches on Instagram and Twitter, and they have no mention anywhere in their bio where they're located. Oh, yeah, I figured that too. It's that you cannot you know, find them. It's like, please, if you're a church in Boise, Idaho, somewhere in your Twitter bio should say Boise, Idaho, to make it easy for people to find you, to know that they're not at the wrong First Baptist Church, but that they're at the First Baptist Church of Boise, Idaho. So, you know, I mean, you know, when you, you guys out there, you're listening, you maybe feel, well, that's so obvious. But, well, number one, Really, if you're a church leader today, <laughs> really go to check your bio in all the platforms you are, you're on. Sometimes I found that it's true. I even couldn't find a website link, you know, when I see some uh, posts in the social media. So 
Heather, that I'm sure now all the goodies I just want to mention here as well. In the show note, you know, Heather has a prepared fantastic gift for you guys. So make sure you go to the show note page to receive that. So Heather, so Yvonne asked you say, what is a major benefit of social media for church? What would you say? Well, I'd say one of the main benefits is that churches are able to start a conversation, start some social listening, and really be out and be a part of the community before someone maybe even steps foot in your church. And if I'm being completely honest, especially depending on the targeted audience you have, and I'm not going to be stereotypical and say it's, you know, the younger people. I mean, I'm 41 years old and we've moved around a lot. And I have experienced being a first timer at many, many churches. And I'll tell you, before we go and take our three kids that struggle with like transitions on how the church works, do kids stay in the sanctuary? Do they go off at the beginning? People are going to your website and they're checking you out on social media. And that is your first impression, even far before they step foot in your door. So churches have the privilege, in my opinion, to have a great first impression on social media to really let people know what your church is about and have an opportunity to build a quota like no and trust factor with people before they've even stepped foot into your church. And my biggest tip I'd say in this whole conversation with you, Kelly, is that I think if churches come to the table of saying, what is our social media strategy? If you put yourself in the mind of the audience that you're trying to resonate with and say, where are they? Are they the family that's struggling to make it from paycheck to paycheck? So what can you as a church, or maybe what do you already offer that could meet a need of where that family physically already is? You know, maybe you have a food pantry at your church. And so you need to be using social media to get the word out to let people know that Here's the true way you're not just interested in spiritual, you know, opportunities of just being bringing people to Christ, but you're really showing up in a real physical way to meet their needs and social media can so be a part of that really great message to connect with people where they are, where their needs are, and that your church is out there really being a part of that social conversation. That is so huge, Heather. I think you, you point out a couple of things here. Uh, one main one is exactly, we don't know where, you know, which state of the mind the audience is sometimes. But we have, as a church, we have a privilege to utilize the social media to really, you know, just express the love of Christ in the different formats, such as physically the food pantry, or sometimes it's a simply a court, right? And sometimes it's maybe a picture that two members, they hug each other because after a prayer meeting or something. But when it comes to the social media or any other way for marketing for churches, that's the mindset shift of instead of tell people how great your congregation is or how awesome your sermon is it's well how can i help i think that's really the lovely thing you point out right there absolutely 
Oh, I just was going to say, you know, like if you're kind of like in a business world, you know, they'll say, you know, some of the greatest ways to kind of get like raving fans, you know, is to really like give or give value or give people what they need. And even if you ultimately have something to sell, you know, they will be with you forever and they'll be loyal and they'll cheer for you and they'll start sharing your content without you even asking. And I think sometimes, you know, churches or nonprofit organizations often kind of feel, you know, we're, we're different. You know, obviously, yes, you're different. But when you come to social media or you think of just marketing in general and you say to yourself, when we have an opportunity to make relationships with people, to hear their stories and, and want to have almost an opportunity to earn the right to be able to share our story and to share the good news of Jesus, that when you first come to someone and meet them where they are and are able to meet that physical need first, even if it's as simple as like a parent's night out for the mom who has just been dying desperately just to shop at the grocery store alone by herself without her three kids, much less maybe even a date with her spouse where she doesn't have to pay $50, $60 to go, you know, to get a babysitter. And there's so many families like that just simple act of a church being there to, to serve people in their community and then, you know, whether it's two weeks, you know, social can help in a way like plant seeds, you know, plant seeds for the harvest. And maybe that person will come to know Christ a month later or may, we don't know if it's going to be 20 years later or what God's plan is. But just to know that churches could use this tool of social media marketing to build relationships, spread the love of Jesus and to even just plant seeds it's going to have such an opportunity to have a positive impact for your church that it's just something that excites me to see when churches really get it and they really come on board and they really put some solid structure and strategy behind what they're trying to do on social media to really accomplish their overall vision for their particular church. I love that example, Heather, what you just mentioned about the babysitter. I still remember till today, a couple of years ago, that I was part of leadership in the women ministry. And then when the time come to separate to the smaller group to pray, and there was one, you know, one old lady, and she, she's a single mom. So she said her struggle is she's exactly just what you mentioned. She's exhausted, tired. She just want to have one afternoon or evening, like a me day. Right. But right. she's bound with three, four kids. Right. So I was stunned that, you know, when then go around the circle. So all the ladies say they show their, you know, they sympathize with her. Say, oh, yeah, we'll pray for you that God will provide. That moment, I was so angry. I just say, tell me which day you want. Just bring your kids to my home. Exactly. Sometimes I think that's not even social media or not. That's the mindset that we, as a body of Christ, have to change. That we, we need to serve first in a way, in the practical, applicable way. Then you can talk about, you know, other spiritual stuff. I'm not saying actually... When you reach out to help that mom 
for me, that is a holy thing. That is not just worldly thing or thing. It's she desperately need relief, and we cannot just sit there and say we will pray for you. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I just had a dear friend of mine that we knew through the military that I hadn't seen in six years, and she just came to my house because her husband was in my town for chaplain school with the military, and so she and her four kids came over and. Her husband had been here in my city for three months, while she's been in Ohio for three and a half months without her husband, and she's been used to many deployments and her husband being gone. But they found a church there that they love, and and again, she had, she kind of is struggling to even just be at a place where she say would say like I need help, but she actually was sharing with me a story how she had recently over the summer gone to like a women's group and. You know, they're like, "How can we pray for you?" And she's like, "I'm just tired." She's like, "I just want an hour to just go on a walk by myself." You know, and all the women were like, "Oh, we will pray for you." You know, and I was just so frustrated, and she honestly was quite frustrated of saying, like, you know, what I really wanted was just someone to say, "I'd be happy to come over," or if, if one person didn't want to handle all four kids, two ladies to say, "Hey, we'll come over." You know, on Tuesday night from six to eight, and you go and just get a coffee and go to the store and just physically just meet that need for her. And I do think sometimes that we just have to take off our blinders and we can so be self-consumed because let's be honest, Kelly, we're all busy. But if we all say, "Hey, I'm busy, but this is a place that I can just physically just be Jesus. I can be Jesus in this moment for this person." You know, it just could make all types of an impact, even on even that mom's spiritual journey,、um, her desire to maybe want to get more plugged in in the church and possibly grow more and serve and give back. And so, I don't want to make light at all of the fact of praying for someone is not good because praying has such an opportunity to move mountains, move the waters, to give us answers. But I do think sometimes, as a church body, as believers, sometimes we just have to step up and say, "Hey, I may not have the money to just hand her a gift card for fifty dollars, or to say I'll pay for your babysitter, but maybe we can step up and say, 'I don't have the money, but I can still do something and come and be that babysitter.' And so we just have to say we're going to just take on and do things." That may make us uncomfortable, or may make one more thing that we need to do on our schedule. But I would just say that we we pray that God would open our hearts to make room for these type of opportunities that can come via social media or an in person conversation when you're hearing the needs of someone around you. Yeah, exactly. And now,、uh, for those of you who are listening,、uh, don't get us wrong. Again, just like Heather say, we we don't mean at all the prayer is not important. Oh my goodness, my life is is totally built on prayer. But I'm just say. But we sometimes, as a body of Christ, lost、uh, somehow. Let's say Heather described eloquently blinder. You know, we say we say a prayer, and while literally that moment we can make an impact, just do a little bit sacrifice if you want to call it. I even don't think that's sacrifice, but it just be the feet, the hands of Jesus that moment, and that would really make a huge difference, really. So far, listening probably feel like Heather is perfect. <laughs>、oh, <no. laughs> 
she probably hardly made any mistake or any embarrassing moment happen to her because she seems to have everything well together. So Heather, please help me out. That you have any moments, any funny moments, or or any embarrassed moment that, or, or or whatever you can share with us. Sure. Well, you know, I'm a mom. I've got three kids. My kids are six, eight, and eleven and a half. So I am crazy busy being a mom and having the the balance, you may say, of being a, a mompreneur and business owner and really saying it's my God first, it's my family second, and my job is third. But, you know, something funny kind of related to social media, um, Facebook Live is a fairly new platform, and I, I love video. I love do, sharing content via Facebook Live. And back in April, I was in San Diego for Social Media Marketing World. And so I was on, I went to La Jolla, which is just down the road from San Diego. And I was out there and it was sunset. And I was literally like running to beat the sunset to see the, um, what are they called? The seals that are like on the beach. And I was running and like I had my phone and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to do a quick Facebook live. So I'm on this kind of, I can't explain it, but it's like this big railing area where you can stand, but you're technically basically 20 feet up from the ocean, but you're like right at the edge of the ocean where the seals are 20 feet in front of you. So I'm standing there and the ocean's behind me and the sun's about to set. So I'm doing my Facebook live really focused, honestly, on the fact that the sun's about to set. So darkness is about to be upon me. And then I'm trying to see these seals to capture the moment because this girl from South Carolina doesn't see (laughs) seals on the beach every day. And so I'm doing my Facebook live, you know, which is live right in the moment. And I'm having behind me the ocean. And literally this moment happened where the high tide was coming in and the high tide like crashed along the wall I was standing on. And this like 20 foot felt wave, which was really just a splash of my feet. But I seriously thought I was going to die because it was just like I wasn't paying attention. I was, quote, doing Facebook Live, being all professional. And I seriously (laughs) thought I was going to be like swallowed up or soaked or ruin my brand new iPhone. So it was really like a silly moment. Yet at the same time, your heart is pounding. And then you're going, is my phone okay? (laughs) But that's just kind of like a silly moment that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure I, I, we all have those moments, I think, as somebody in my Facebook group, I think, show once that they were tried to do a Facebook Live because they went to a similar, went to a, a location which is very rare to themselves. So they desperately really want to record it down and share with their audience. But then I think they did not see what's coming up, so they trip over <laughs> front of a large audience oh, no. while they're doing the Facebook Live. And then... So obviously the video went off and all the rest of the comment is, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Welcome to the, the 21st century. Um, so Heather, now we want to transition to the last question. It's, I'm sure there are probably many moments, not just one moment for you. That Can you share with us that what is that one godly 
MBA moment, the moment you realize your business or your career, what you're doing is way beyond just business. You know, I, I found my career just coming together and I was meeting great people at conferences and I was getting new clients and I was getting new leads for business. And I really felt called to do what I do, which is basically teach and educate and consult with people about social media marketing. And I just had like this unsettled piece of like where to almost have a focus. Like I was being all analytical because I'm, I'm that way and I've got my paper out and I'm trying to see like what's the connection between all of these diverse clients I have. You know, I'm like, okay, a certain percentage of them are women. Do I feel called to serve women businesses? And I was like, no, I don't feel that that's what it is. And so really around six to seven, eight months ago, I just said, I, I don't know what it is. Why do I feel unsettled? Like, why do I feel unsettled in my direction? So I just really started just to pray about and say, God, give me clarity on maybe who you're wanting me to serve. And it was almost like it was just overnight where I just said, you know, my faith is so important to me. And I absolutely love and, and passionate about social media marketing. And I, I really just came to a place where I said, I really feel that my past experience as a teacher and my experience with Chamber of Commerces and my love for the church, it just really just led me in this path of saying, I am going to specifically strategically look for Christian business owners, churches, and even chambers as just like a direction. So I literally got my business cards brand new, printed out. You know, sometimes when you're meeting people face to face, it's really easy to kind of be like, oh, yeah, I help anybody and everybody. <laughs> and yes, solid, good social media strategy can, can apply to varied businesses. But when I saw I had on my business card, you know, helping churches, chambers and local businesses, I said, I feel such a peace about this, that this is where God is like placing me at this time, at this season in 2016. So I don't know where the journey is going to go. So I'm, I'm one of those people that says, you know, go with the flow and pray for answers from God. And when you feel that God is revealing himself to you, you know, grab on tight and just be willing. So it's exciting. But the peace that came over me once I felt that that's where I felt God was directing me, um, just really gave me a calmness and gave me some clarity that just made it easier, even in my own business development or saying, you know, what's next? What's the next thing I'm going to create? It just gave me um, just a comfort and a sense of peace that just feels really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, same here. The reason why we even recording this episode and doing this podcast, it's, it's the same. Uh, God nagging on me to do the podcast and come to a point that you the edge of did not want to go to the fish belly. So <laughs> so let's launch it. But so far, uh, I still don't know what is his big plan is. Um, I only knew that it just so many doors he has opened through the podcast. So, but today, thank you, thank you so much, Heather, to Ideo. Uh, it is so much value to us, and uh, I'm just such an honor for you to you know to be on the show today. 
Oh, well, I loved it, Kelly. It's been great just getting to know you, and um, I really appreciate the chance to just come here and share. So thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. I trust you have enjoyed this episode as much as I did. For today's show notes, with all the links and resources Heather and I mentioned in the show, please visit kellybarder.com forward slash 032. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We know you have given us your most valuable treasure, your time, and we don't take it lightly. We truly appreciate it. Please share, subscribe, and give us your honest review on iTunes at kellybarder.com forward slash review. Again, all the goodies we mentioned during the show, please visit kellybarder.com. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode before our break starting from March. Thank you for listening to the Godly MBA podcast. For more actionable marketing tips and strategies and today's show notes, visit www.kellybotter.com.